Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Gomber First of a series. This is not about the recent film about the three martyred Filipino priests of 1872, although the movie did influence my decision to write this column. The basics of the Gomber Za story should be clear. Key figures in the secularization-slash-Filipinization movement of the Catholic parishes in the country during the late 19th century who were framed in relation to the Cavite mutiny of 1872 and were executed using the garrote, and immortalized by José Rizal, in El Filibusterismo, 1891, and by the Catapunan movement. The dominant historiography concerning Gomberza focuses on the role of their martyrdom and the secularization-slash-Filipinization movement in facilitating the elite-led reform-slash-propaganda movement of the 1880s and Revolution of 1896. As mentioned, Rizal dedicated his second novel to the memory of the three martyred priests as victims of the evil I undertake to combat. Rizal's life, works and writings, in turn, gave birth to the Revolution of 1896. Thus, Gomber Za is a vital piece of this elite-focused narrative of Philippine nationhood and history. I put emphasis on elite because there are several parallel narratives to this elite-focused narrative that have been, purposely, overshadowed, precisely to highlight the central role of the elite in our nationhood and history, and obfuscate the other arguably more important narratives that intersect with Gomber Za, Rizal and the Revolution of 1896. The elite narrative of the secularization-slash-Filipinization movement focuses on the racist foundations of efforts to block the entry of Filipinos into the priesthood, a need created by the expulsion of the Jesuits from the Spanish colonies in 1767. Archbishop Basilio Sancho de Santa Justa e Santa Romana, 1767-1787, sought to augment the glaring need for more priests by training Filipinos for the clergy. This move was heavily criticized by the Spanish friars who questioned the competence and fitness of the native clergy. Thus began a century of conflict between the Filipino seculars and Spanish regulars that developed a very strong racial-slash-racist element. The rejection of Apolinario de la Cruz, Hermano Puli, by the Order of San Juan de Dios, La Orden Hospitalaria de San Juan de Dios, in the mid-19th century, even though he was already a donado of the order, pushed him to organize his own Cofradía de San José in the southern Tagalog region. This was viewed by the Spanish civil-slash-military authorities with suspicion, upon the agitation of the friars, resulting in armed conflict. It is unclear how, if at all, the Hermano Puli case is related to the decision of elite Filipinos, Creoles, Mestizos and natives, to enter the priesthood as secular or diocesan priests. Nevertheless, the number of native secular priests was growing, and an important figure in the movement to secularize the Philippine parishes emerged in the person of Father Pedro Peleas, son of the Spanish alcalde mayor, provincial governor, of Laguna and a Filipino woman from Manila. An orphan at a young age, Peleas was raised by the Dominicans and later taught at the Dominican-run University of Santo Tomas where he became the mentor of Father José Borgos. If the story of Gomber Za is one of racism toward Filipinos in the religious sphere, not only are they connected with Peleas and Hermano Puli, but with a long line of Filipino religious figures who were persecuted, discredited and demonized by the colonizers. The Franciscan Fray Juan de Placentia, in fact, called the Catalonan a priest of the devil who were bunched together in the same category as Mangagaye, Mangagawe, Manyisalat, Mangkoklam, Mangkukulam, Hokloban, Hakluban, Siligan, Magtatangal, 
Mananangal, Aswang, Aswang, Mangagayoma, Mangagayuma, Sonnet, Pangatahoyan, Pangatauhan, and Bayagan. The colonial onslaught against our native religion forced many to launch various rebellions against Spain. Among those who launched an uprising were Tamblot, 1621, Bangkok, 1621, Summeroy, 1649, Tapar, 1663, among others. Moreover, the resistance of Filipinos, including the Muslims of the South, against the imposition of Spanish colonial rule, particularly at the onset, had a very strong resistance to Catholicism element. The Gombur-Za historical narrative is part of the Filipino struggle against the Catholic agenda of colonialism and the colonial agenda of Catholicism. Thus, Gombur-Za should also be connected with the subsequent movement of Bishop Gregorio Aglipe to establish a separate nationalist Filipino church and to a lesser extent, with the Iglesia Ni Cristo, the Members Church of God International and other Filipino churches, that were founded and first established in the country, as part of the broader historical trajectories that include the traditions of the Baybalan slash Catalonan and Hermano Puli, not in the theological sense but in terms of the historiography of a Filipino church. I felt an urge to write about Gombur-Za, not necessarily about the film, because as a historical topic, it goes far beyond the elite narrative. It has deeper roots and wider connections and historical trajectories that deserve to be told. To be continued next Friday, January 12, 2024.